Thanks for listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. We upload new episodes every Monday and Friday. Be sure to listen to Uncaged Voice on Twitch or YouTube and listen to the Red Pill Current News Podcast on all major audio platforms every Wednesday and Saturday for current news and special interviews. Here are your hosts, Donny Cage and the Kentucky Guy. Against the Match Wrestling Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, the Kentucky Guy. Oh, and that silence. What does that mean, folks? Oh, that's right. Mr. Cage is not going to be with us tonight. So sorry. He had other plans to do. And uh, I hope he's having a good time at the hockey game. However, I am here. And if this is your first time listening to the show, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. We're on all major platforms, including Apple iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and the list goes on. We do drop two episodes a week, every Monday and Friday. Basically, what we do here is we talk about wrestling, pro wrestling, past, present, and future. Also, Mr. Cage has a podcast that he's a co-host on that he created called Uncaged Voice. You can catch those episodes on YouTube and Twitch. Be sure to check those guys out. Real good time. And a, uh, they talk a lot of sports. Also, if you're into politics, current news, current news and different things going on in this big, beautiful world of ours, be sure to check out the Red Pill Current News Podcast that I host. We drop new episodes there every Wednesday and Saturday. We talk about everything under the sun. Sometimes we have special guests on. Uh, we've had entrepreneurs, authors, and the list goes on. And if you'd ever like to be a guest on this show or have any questions for Donnie or myself, you can always reach us at ol Kentucky spelled out ninety nine at yahoo dot com. That's old Kentucky ninety nine at yahoo dot com. All right, folks. So we have a bunch of bunch of bunch of bunch of bunch of wrestling news we need to go over. We've got some results to go over. And, uh, yeah, let's have some fun with it. So, here we go. First headline of this episode. Backstage news on Jay Uso's absence from WWE TV. Why the Usos are unlikely to be at the Elimination Chamber. The Usos have a tag team title defense next week. This week, actually. On SmackDown. But, as seen tonight, Roman Reigns has learned, has heard from Jay has not heard from Jay since the Royal Rumble. And his brother, Jimmy, says he hasn't heard from him either. There's a possibly possibility that we might not hear from Jay until after the Elimination Chamber show on February 18th due to their DUI history. Jimmy and Jay would not be allowed to go to Montreal. So I think actually Jimmy's the one with the DUI. I don't think Jay is. 
to Montreal, Canada, which means that if Roman Reigns is going to have backup with him, the only person who can be there with him besides Paul Heyman is Solo Sequoia. Canada takes DUIs much more seriously than the United States, so this might explain why Jay is off TV. The plan is for Jimmy and Jay to defend their titles at WrestleMania so they can start building that match after the Elimination Chamber. The Usos are scheduled to defend their titles next week against Braun Strowman and Ricochet, and Jimmy said he believes that his brother will be there. Police details on the, yeah, so he said, oh, there we go. I see what they did. Okay, so they did make a correction. I believe Jay can go into the country, but Jimmy can't. Jay appeared on a show in Winnipeg a few months ago. Yes, he did, without Jimmy. Yes, so Jimmy's the one that had the DUI. I know that. It wasn't both of them, and it wasn't Jay. So, interesting, interesting, interesting. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what SmackDown's going to be like. I was very surprised, by the way, that Ricochet and Braun Strowman actually got one over on Imperium and won. Uh, Pretty surprising. I didn't see that one coming. However, I will say, and we'll get more into it, that SmackDown, I thought, was very unfulfilling. Unfulfilling. Left, I left SmackDown after watching it, having more questions than what I had. Since we're talking about SmackDown, let's go over a few results from that night, and I'll tell you more what I'm talking about. First thing, Bray Wyatt was backstage, and he was watching a recap of the Pitch Black match, the boring Pitch Black match from the Royal Rumble, when Uncle Howdy appeared and looked into the camera. So, again, no, nothing said. This made zero sense to me. Does it mean that Quahowdy uh, is with Bray? Like they've, they, they're together now? Or who's running the show? Or what happened to the puppets from Royal Rumble? What's going on with Alexa Bliss? I mean, there's so many questions. And, and here's my question. After SmackDown, Ray wrestled LA Knight in a dark match. Why is Bray Wyatt wrestling dark matches now? The only way I would have even known that match existed was because I was able to find it after I heard about it on YouTube. Yeah, he fought in a dark match after SmackDown. He actually put L.A. Knight, it was a good match. He actually put L.A. Knight through a table to win the match. But it was a no-holds-bar match. But, which all the Mountain Dew, the Mountain Dew match, <laughs> the Pitch Black match, that's all that was. It was just a hardcore match. It all was boring. But why Bray Wyatt wrestling dark matches? Hello? That, I don't know, man. I know one thing. This uh, this is driving me nuts. These guys, uh, just, man, oh, man, they're dragging this out. I just want to know who Uncle Howdy is. And I want to know what that mask was during the Rumble. All right, the Brawling Brutes, uh, Ridge Holland and Butch versus the Viking Raiders. The Raiders won. However, the Raiders did get attacked. Sheamus and, and his Scottish buddy, Drew McIntyre, we're able to get some revenge on these guys from what happened the night uh, on Raw. So, yeah, I mean, the Viking Raiders, I mean, either let them win or or or, I, or send them to NXT or something. These guys are too talented to be playing the roles that you have them currently playing. And then there was also a women's, a female elimination chamber qualifying match, four-way match. Natalia versus Shotzi versus Shayna Baszler versus Zelina. Vega. And your winner, surprisingly, surprisingly, I thought it was going to be Shayna Baszler. I guess I'm wrong. 
Natalia was your winner in this match. And we'll have some more results as the episode goes on. But let's get on to the next headline, please. Spoiler on plans for Ronda Rousey at WWE WrestleMania 39. So the WWE has made several changes to the plans for Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania 39 over the last two months. Exclusively reports say that the plans for a match between Rousey and Becky Lynch had been scrapped because WWE had something else in mind for the former UFC star. As late as December 30th, the WWE plans were to have Rousey defend the Women's SmackDown Championship against Rhea Ripley at Mania. That same day, during SmackDown, Charlotte Flair returned to beat Rousey for the title. Flair has since confirmed that she found out she was winning the title when she arrived at the arena that night of the show. Wow. Now, Flair is scheduled to defend her title against Ripley. Rousey has since been gone on a hiatus from WWE TV. Yeah, I keep asking every week, where is she? What's going on? In the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer reported that Rousey and Shayna Baszler are currently scheduled to challenge EO Sky and Dakota Kai for the WWE Women's Tag Team titles. There you go. That's who's going to take the title away from damage control. It makes sense now. This is among the locked-in matches at this point for Mania. It's still unclear exactly when Rousey will return to television. Speaking of the champion, on SmackDown, Charlotte Flair defended her title against Sonya Deville once again, and Charlotte beat Sonya Deville once again. I don't know why Sonya Deville gets so many chances at the title. And, you know, it, it. here's the thing. What is the definition of insanity? It's doing the same thing over and over again, hoping to get a different result. So Sonya Deville is insane. Same thing over and over and over, over and over. By the way, this past weekend, we did have NXT Vengeance Day, which I got a chance to watch. I thought it was okay. Not going to say it was great. They had some good matches. They had some great matches, a couple. But overall, it was good. It was good. Good. Next headline. The WWE... NXT star missed Vengeance Day due to a visa issue. In the old WWE NXT, the company would put new signees in the front row of takeover shows and hype them up before they made their television debut. That didn't happen at WWE NXT Vengeance Day. Dragon Lee is the latest notable name to sign with the WWE after finding success in the wrestling world by working for Ring of Honor, New Japan, AAA, and AEW, as he signed a deal with WWE in December. As previously reported, WWE is hoping to have Lee on the main roster by next year, and they think he can be next their next big Hispanic star like Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio had been in the past. While speaking on Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Neltzer noted, Lee has yet to start training and couldn't be at the show due to visa issues. Quote, they didn't, they're not relying on bringing in so many indie guys. I'm sure they wanted to introduce Dragon Lee, but he's having visa issues, so he's not there yet, Neltzer said. 
it was pointed out that former New Japan Pro Wrestling star Carl Fredericks could have made an appearance, but Meltzer speculated that the WWE may have felt he wasn't a big enough name for a spot like this on the Rumble. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So they mentioned Rey Mysterio. Dragon Lee, we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. That's about that's about all I can really say about that fellow right there. <laughs> Let's just see. Let him get his stuff worked out. He hasn't even started training yet, so evidently they're not putting pressure on him yet. So let's see what happens. Remember, this is Triple H's WWE now, so things are a little bit different than what they used to be. And I'm fine with that so far with everything I've seen. Since we're talking about SmackDown, though, the New Day, and we talked about Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, the New Day, and this was on SmackDown this past week, the New Day and Rey Mysterio were making a promotional appearance for NASCAR Clash at the Coliseum. Now, I'm going to tell you guys something. When I seen the sign, the advertisement for NASCAR Clash at the Coliseum, I thought it was a wrestling event. I'm like, whoa, I haven't heard anything about this pay-per-view. What is this? Are we finally going to have like a small pay-per-view or something happening in March? Because we never have anything in March. It's always, you got the pay-per-view in February, and then we have to wait all the way to the beginning of April for the WrestleMania. So, I was like, whoa, what is this? But no, that's not what this was. They were actually at a racetrack. Rey Mysterio, and I don't know why the New Day was there, but they were there with them. And they were looking at race cars. Then the Judgment Day shows up with Dominic. And they and Dominic, as always, tries starts to verbally disrespect Rey. The NASCAR analyst, Clint Bauer, told them to get in the cars and settle it. They raced around the track. Ray ended up beating Dominic in the race. Dominic told Ray he cheated, and they had to be separated. So this was one way where they weren't at the arena for SmackDown, but they could still build towards that match at WrestleMania because the two of these boys are going to fight. It's going to happen, and it's going to happen at WrestleMania. They've been, they've been building it for way too long, and it's going to happen. And that was on SmackDown on Friday. All right, uh, uh, next headline, please. Bray Wyatt wears Uncle Howdy's mask during an entrance at WWE live event. What in the world? You see what I mean? It's four questions. Bray Wyatt did something special at Saturday's WWE house show in Columbus for his entrance as his relationship with Uncle Howdy continues to build. The Uncle Howdy character has been used more and more on WWE TV in recent weeks, and he has been spotted during segments with Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. Uncle Howdy emerged shortly after Wyatt's return to the WWE in October 2022. At the Royal Rumble, Uncle Howdy jumped off a platform on LA Knight, who had lost to Wyatt in a pitch black match, and Pyro went off to make it seem like they were in a fire pit. The belief is the Uncle Howdy character will be revealed to be Way Wyatt's real-life brother, Bo Dallas, who has been backstage at several WWE events. Huh, okay. Why, I mean, are you going to... But why is Bray Wyatt wearing the mask at live shows and then taking it off? Like, he's wearing it down the entrance, and then, why? I don't understand. I know he said in the interview... There's more to Uncle Howdy than we even know, but why? Tell me something. Tell me something good. 
make some sense out of this, Bray. I mean, I'm a fan. I don't think that's going to change, but you're killing us. Killing us. Ugh. Next headline. Or wait a minute. No. We had it, uh, and I already, you know what? I already gave you guys the winner of this, but there was the Tag Team Contenders Tournament Final. Braun Strowman and Ricochet defeated Imperium. That happened on Smack. Now we can go to he- next headline. Oh, Randy Orton looks happy and jacked in a recent photo. Randy Orton is staying in good shape and spirits while on a hiatus from WWE due to injury. Orton's last match happened when he teamed up with Matt Riddle to drop the Raw Tag Team titles to the Usos in a winner-take-all match on SmackDown in May of 20... Wow, May of 2022. I didn't realize it had been that long. The initial belief was that Orton would take some time off to let a back injury heal up, and he would return to the ring, turn to the ring to turn on Riddle, leading to a feud. However, the injury was much worse than expected. Orton underwent lower back fusion surgery last November. There is no timeline for his return, although it has been said to be a lot of concern regarding his WWE career among those in the WWE, not thinking he might not be able to come back. And that is still on the table. It'd be horrible. Such a good wrestler. He has nothing else to prove. I mean, if it's going to come between that and his long-term health, and that's very hard for me to say, but just retire, man. Don't do not do anything long-term. Don't. Just don't. And you're one of my favorite wrestlers, but just don't. Just don't. Don't do it if uh, if you're not advised by your doctor to not do it. Do not put yourself, you've made enough money, you've proved yourself enough, you've got a beautiful family, don't take that for granted. And I don't think he, are, I don't think he is. I don't think he is. I just want to throw good thoughts out there that the fans will be okay if you have to leave. Edge, look at Edge. Edge went away and ended up coming back. I mean, sometimes things don't work out the way we want them to. So, still in our prayers, Randy Orton and his speedy recovery. Next headline. WWE, might as well say Triple H and take out WWE, but the WWE has talked with several promotions about booking NXT talent on indie shows. Yeah, there we go. Now we're getting smart. Booker T's Reality of Wrestling promotion announced that the WWE NXT star Ivy Neal is slated to work on Ring of Honor show in February 11th. This is after Brian Alvarez of F4WOnline.com noted on Twitter that WWE NXT is going to allow talent to work selected indies going forward. He added in a separate tweet that this is a pretty big deal. It's a huge deal. It's something that should have been done a very long time ago. It's a huge deal. Because then, guess what? You start allowing indie wrestlers coming in wrestling at WWE to get a name for themselves, and there you go. I mean, it's a huge deal. While speaking on the WWE NXT Vengeance Day post-show media call, Shawn Michaels addressed the possibility of more talent taking outside booking. He said that it is one, that it was a one-time deal. While speaking on the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer noted, right now it is a one-time deal, but the company has talked with other promotions about doing this, and they want to see how this Nile booking goes first before committing to other promotions with more stars here's a quote from dave i'll I'll try to explain it ivy neal will be working a show in a couple of weeks 
for Booker T's reality of wrestling. Right now, the reality of wrestling, because of Booker T, it's not. Shawn Michaels actually said it's a one-time thing. From what I understand regarding reality of wrestling goes, they expect to get some NXT stars from time to time. Brian had put in a tweet, and Brian is basically correct, that there are several other companies that have been talked to with the idea that they may be able to get NXT stars. But the Booker T thing has to go well. If it goes well, there are other companies, and I think they're targeting companies that have good relationships with AEW and see what they can do. That's a part of it, of course. They will be willing to send, in theory, NXT talent to some independents at maybe companies have been talked to, whether it ends up happening or not, we don't know, Meltzer said. Meltzer brought up that the company is sold. If the company is sold this year, then who knows how this policy will be impacted, and that goes for any other plans the company has in place. And he's absolutely right. If the company sells, all bets are off. You don't know who contracts and if you're under contract, they're going to pay it off, but they may buy out your contract. I mean, all bets are off. You don't know. You know, it could go one day from WWE Raw to Minnesota Wrestling. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but you see what I mean? Uh, all bets are off, man. When you, when you, when you sell, you have no control. And from my understanding, from the things that I'm seeing is when the product sells, Vince McMahon has no problem walking away. None whatsoever. He does not have to be a part of the deal to help sweeten the pot. That's what I found out this week. That's not hearsay. Do your own research, folks. You don't, don't have to believe anything anybody says, especially me. But, from what I've gathered, and I've got pretty good sources, he is willing. He's actually almost absolutely fine with it, separating himself if it helps the sell of the company. Interesting. That doesn't sound like the Vince McMahon that we known, but, you know, he's had some time to reflect, and he's seen some a lot. Of, I'm sure, I'm positive, he is sitting back, and he's seen all kinds of bridges he burnt and things that he made mistakes on that Triple H has corrected, and thus having a killer year at the last quarter of last year, like I said, like him or love him, he is still a businessman. And he sees the profit, so I'm sure he's done a lot of reflecting. And that may be why we haven't heard anything from him. Very, very possible. Next headline, please. The WWE's Bray Wyatt actually confirms he suffered a hand injury. Bray Wyatt hasn't wrestled much since returning to WWE. And it could be because of a hand injury. Last month, Dave Meltzer reported that Wyatt suffered an injury at a live event in December. Meltzer wrote, Wyatt suffered a broken finger on his left hand in his 12, uh, December 29th match with Maha in Miami. He will likely be working through the injury as talent working with broken fingers is common, is a common. As was noted earlier, D-Jack appeared to have broken his fingers tonight during his match with Camarillo Hayes on NXT Vengeance Day. G-Back posted a photo of his hand on Twitter and Wyatt responded with his own photo that confirms that he is dealing with a hand injury as well. Wyatt wrestled last Saturday in the pitch black match against LA Knight and on Friday night SmackDown. Wyatt seemed to form a friendship alliance with Uncle Howdy. 
wrestlers typically don't take time off for broken fingers, so it doesn't look like the injury will keep Wyatt off TV. At the very least, they'll be able to do talking segments without having to use him much in the actual ring until he's completely healed. And then, yeah, of course, that makes perfect, perfect sense. Perfect sense. And here's a name that we don't hear very much. Next headline. Matt Riddle shows off his new look amid his WWE absence. Matt Riddle is still away from WWE TV after being written off on the December 5th episode of Raw when the Bloodlines solo Sequoia viciously attacked him. The angle resulted from Riddle failing a second drug test in 2022 with the expectation that he would be going to rehab as he had had previously violated WWE's wellness policy over the summer. He went to re- he went to rehab and an adult film star alleged on Twitter that he cheated on her to do drugs with another woman. Riddle later issued a statement on going to rehab and the abuse allegations. He is now out of rehab and he has revealed a new look. In a post on Twitter, he shared photos of himself and his girlfriend as he showed off his new mustache and he got a grill. Now, as of as of this report, there's still no word yet on when he will return to the ring on television. Well, 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 how about that? Interesting, right? Very, very, very interesting. So let's talk a little bit about WWE NXT Vengeance Day. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. I've already told you what I thought about the pay-per-view. I thought it was good. I don't think it was great. I thought it was good. But, you know, I have the results, and I know a lot of you do like NXT. So uh, let's go over them. The NXT North American Championship match. Wesley, the champion, versus DJAC. DJAC we just talked about. He broke his hand or finger during the match. Wesley became the winner and won the match and, and kept his belt. The NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match. Tag team titles were on the line. Katrina Chance and Caden Carter, the champions, versus uh, Tina James and Fallon Henley. New tag team champions were crowned as Keena James and Fallon Henley won the match. Two out of three falls. This match was interesting. Very interesting. Two out of three falls. Paulo Cruz versus Carmelo Hayes. Paulo Cruz actually won the title. Actually won the title, or not title, won the match with two to zero when it comes to the falls during the match. <laughs> two to zero. Let me say that once again. Two to zero. Yeah. So uh, that actually takes me to to another headline. Yeah. Another headline. Because this goes with this match. WWE SmackDown star returns to NXT with the previous name and gimmick and turns on his best friend. Huh. A familiar face returned to NXT brand tonight at Vengeance Day show uh, that is airing on Peacock. Okay. Daba Kato, the former commander of Zeke, appeared at ringside during the match between Carmelo Hayes and Apollo Crews. It seemed as if Kato was there to help out Cruz because he kept Trick Williams from interfering. And then Apollo got the got the pin for his second second pin and victory. However, Kato showed his true colors when he attacked Cruz after the match, thus betraying his former best friend. It's the first time Kato has appeared 
on WWE TV in many months. Kato wrestled on a couple of NXT live events last month, but the last thing, but the last time he was regularly featured on television, aside from some main event tapings, was last March, was last March with Paulo Cruz as Commander Zeke. Wow. So interesting, right? Interesting. Very, very interesting. We also had at Vengeance. I don't know where this feud is going to go. You know that uh, this feud is going to last a little bit. This guy's huge, man. Paul Cruz ain't no little boy either, though. I, I, I don't know. Don't know. I, I'd like to see the commander beat the crap out of Cruz. Just to, I had my druthers. Also, we had the world heavyweight, NXT world heavyweight title on the line. Uh, that was Grayson Waller facing Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker was victorious. And next headline, please. Grayson Waller confronted Shawn Michaels during NXT post-show media call. Fresh after his main event loss at WWE NXT Vengeance, Grayson Waller made it clear to NXT management that he is not happy. After the show, Shawn Michaels spoke to the media, and then he was interrupted by Waller, who expressed that he is not happy that he's not HBK's guy instead of Carmelo Hayes. Matt Boone had to come in and get Weiler out of the room before things went too far. Now, also, Grayson Waller had a special entrance at Vengeance, and the identities of the dancers during <laughs> during his entrance, his new entrance during Vengeance Day, has been discovered. He had a special entrance for his main events match against Braun Breaker <laughs> Saturday night from Spectrum Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. Let's see. His entrance saw several dancers walk out with him, and one dancer had a golden shoe on a pillow. The local competitor noted on Twitter that the Performance Center recruits Frankie Sterling, Leah Mitchell, Monica Kelster, Sarah Bear, Jay Gentle, and Brianna Ruggles were the dancers. I have no idea who any of them are, but now you know who they are, right? Yeah. Next headline, please. Matt Cardona comments on Chelsea Green's returning to the WWE. 2023 Royal Rumble delivered a handful, not very many, not very many. Uh, you can say a handful all you want to, not very many. Unexpected surprises. One of those being the return of Chelsea Green. Green previously signed with the WWE in 2018 before being released by the company in April 2021. With this new chapter on the horizon, Green's real-life husband, Matt Cardona, stopped by to speak with Muscle Man Malcolm about Green's comeback. Quote, oh, maybe she was in the Rumble? When I went to go take a pee, Cardona joked with a big smile. <laughs> she was in and out. I mean, she, you, if you got up or you turned, you blinked real hard, you know, you missed it. But anyways, that's funny that her own husband can do that. Quote, I am super proud of Chesley Green. Super happy for her to go back to the WWE. I mean, she needs to go back. I mean, she didn't even have a cup of coffee there. The last match Green had before her release was WWE SmackDown, a four-way encounter, also involving Liv Morgan, Natalia, and Tamina. Though it may not be something to pride herself on, 
Green did set a record in the Women's Royal Rumble match <laughs> by being the fastest woman in history to get eliminated. As we wait what comes next for Green, she looks to portray a comedic, comedic Karen-type character, and we've seen that a little bit on SmackDown. I think, I think it might work out pretty good for her. Judging by her behavior on Raw, Cardona thinks that regardless of which direction WWE goes in with her gimmick, Green will thrive. Quote, she has to go now, and she's a superstar. And now the whole world's going to know, Cardone said. As for Cardone, he is currently listed as a free agent, having previously worked with the WWE, NWA, GCW, Impact Wrestling, and others. He was released by the WWE in 2020, but has made it clear that he would return in the company under the right circumstances. Okay, that's fine. Come on back under right circumstances. Right circumstances means no, 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 Zack Ryder. Come back as Matt Condona. Don't, don't do the, uh, don't do the Zack Ryder crap. It, it just, you, it just doesn't work, man. That they, they ruined it. You didn't do it. Matt Cardona didn't do it. The company, the way they booked him and made him look, ruined that character. So come back as Matt Cardona. Do that, okay? Do that. If you're going to come back, come back that way. Next headline. Nia Jax. Uh, last episode, Donnie actually broke the news that Nia Jax was a part of the Royal Rumble. And we both gave our opinions about her being back with the WWE. However, and I even made a comment, and they do, they have her listed, her merchandise back on. However, headline reads, Nia Jax may not have signed a new WWE deal. Follow-up story from our last episode. Despite Nia Jax making her return to WWE at this past Saturday's Royal Rumble event, where she worked the 30-woman uh, Royal Rumble match, she may not be under contract. Jax appeared as the 30th entry in the bout before being eliminated when everyone tossed her out of the ring. Following her WWE departure in 2021, Jax has mostly stayed away from the wrestling world. Once she returned at the Rumble, the assumption was that she was back for good. However, that may not be the case. Jax is advertised by her her real name for her appearance as the big horror event, horror, horror event on March 10th and March 11th. Graphic states FKA Nia Jax implying she is not allowed to use the WWE ring name because she's not under contract. Also, her profile on WWE.com is still in the alumni section, unlike Chelsea Green, who's returned to the company at the Rumble. It's always possible that this is an old graphic as it was released the night of the Rumble, and she signed with the WWE, but the company is letting her finish out her commitment. Like anything in wrestling, anything's possible. Yeah, okay, all right. And then a quick note on the last headline. Superstar Billy Graham, he's sick. He's lost 45 pounds in three weeks due to his deteriorating health. They have set up a GoFundMe for him to help with medical costs. His wife provided the details. You can find that on WWE.com if you want to go to the GoFundMe page. He's got to be getting up there in age. I didn't even look it out, but he, he's had congestive heart failure, diabetes. He's got hearing loss. 
Uh, he's got a major infection in his ears, which caused the loss. His skull that that uh, I mean, he's just he's got a lot of stuff going on. So if you can't go to the GoFundMe page, which I understand, man, I know I know we have you know forty year inflation, and uh, trust me, I know all about it. I live it every day. I know gas prices are crazy. So if you can't, if you cannot afford to go fund me, try to remember him in prayer because that's just, that's a bad thing. He was a great superstar. He really was. I mean, I didn't, he's a little bit before my time. So I didn't really grow up watching him or anything, but I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's, uh, let's finish off the vengeance, vengeance card. We then had a fatal four-way match for the NXT Tag Team Championship. The New Day, current champions, faced Gallus. Mark Coffey and Wolfgang, who also faced Pretty Deadly, who went against Andre Chase, Duke Hudson, the, uh, there's some kind of university, I think. But anyways, four-way match, and we have new, uh, NXT Tag Team Champions, and that is the Gallus, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang. These boys look very good. I watched that match. They look very, very good. Once again, the New Days are losers. Might as well split up, boys. Go your separate ways. Go do something. Go do something on your own before your career, which is already over, is officially over. And then the last match, this wasn't the last match, but the main event we've already went over in the steel cage with Braun Breaker versus Grayson Waller. However, the NXT Women's Championship match, the heavyweight title for the Women's Championship was on the line. Heavyweight title, what? Yeah, that's not what it's called. It's the NXT Women's Championship. Was on the line. The current champion, Roxanne Perez, went up, was a three-way dance against Toxic, Gigi Dolan, and Toxic, JC Jane. Now, if these two girls would have worked it out and said, hey, you know, we'll, we'll do this and I'm going to win it and I'll, it's going to be my title and then we'll have a match later on and you can have it. If they'd have been smart, they'd have won this match, but they didn't. Roxanne Perez is still your champion because these two got greedy and fought against each other. If they'd have done the right thing and took her out, it'd have been a lot better. A lot better. Okay, Rampage results. The Elite, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks defeat Ethan Page, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy. This was a it was a good match. Hey man, anytime you have the Elite in there, anytime you have Kenny Omega in a match, bada bing, bada boom. I'm good with next match. Swerve Strickland defeated Brian Pillman Jr. Post-match, Strickland and the rest of the Moogle affiliates attacked Pillman until Dustin Rhodes stuck his name, stuck his big old nose where it don't belong and made the save. However, I'm, I'm glad to see Swerve Strickland with the faction. I'm glad to see him getting more TV time. He should. And I'm glad to see that his ex-fat old partner is nowhere to be seen. That makes me happy. That makes me happy in my tum-tum. All right. Next match was Tony Storm and Sierra, two new heels <laughs> of wrestling, defeated the Renegade Twin. After the match, Storm and Sierra spray-painted the letter L on the Renegade Twin's back. Oh, how dare them? How dare them? How dare them? No, I really don't care. I don't. I, 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 I didn't care about this. I, I didn't care about this match at all. Anyways. Uh, let's see. Rush defeated Christopher Daniels. It was good to see Christopher Daniels wrestle again back on television. I don't know. I mean, I know that he's more like a trainer or something now for that company. 
So I didn't quite understand the match with Rush, and Rush doesn't really need to be put over, I don't think. Everybody knows how great he is. He's former, what, two or three-time Ring of Honor champion, heavyweight champion. So, anyways, let's see. Uh, SmackDown, SmackDown, sorry, Raw's match card for tonight didn't have a whole lot on there. We have Becky Lynch, who's finally going to get her hands on Bailey. This is what it says now. I'm... I think Bailey's going to kill her, but a one-on-one and a steel cage match. That's tonight. A major four-way, fatal four-way elimination chamber qualifying match is for tonight. And that's Machina versus Candice uh, LeRae, Carmella, and Piper Neven. I'm going to say Carmella will win this match. Angelo Dawkins takes on Damian Priest in an elimination chamber qualifying match. Damian Priest will kill him. Kill him. Montez Ford takes on Elias in an elimination chamber qualifying match. So it looks like Montez Ford is going to be in the chamber match. You know he's going to beat Elias. I mean, come on. Come on. Forget about it. Elias? Come on. And let's see. Oh, let's go over the Dynamite uh, Dynamite this week's match card, what they have so far. AEW Women's World Championship Eliminator match. Jamie Hayter versus The Bunny. Jamie Hayter will be your winner. AEW World Tag Team Championship match. The Acclaim versus the Guns, Cody and Austin. I think the Acclaim's going to lose it. Well, Kentucky guy, that's crazy. It's just a dynamite episode. What are you talking about? Have you lost your mind, Kentucky guy? What are you talking about? Well, I think Billy Gunn is going to turn on the his scissor me buddies, and his boys are going to get the title that way. Remember, the tag team titles mean jack in AEW. They have nothing but jokes carry them now. So who really even cares? Next match, AEW World Championship Eliminator match. MJF is going to face Takashita. MJF will win this match. No problem. Takashita, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. When you fought Brian Danielson, you messed up. It's time to pay the piper on Dynamite. And then you talk about, you know, true champions work hard and they defend their titles all the time. And that's what this next group is. The AEW World Trio Championship match. The Elite and Kenny Omega, once again, with the Young Bucks, are going to fight again. Who are they going to fight? Oh, they're going to fight AR Fox in top flight. Uh, yeah, boys. You know, I hope you all don't get injured again and have to separate forever like you did last, last couple times. And then, and then we have Brian Danielson is going to face Rush. So Rush is going to beat Christopher Danielson, and then he's going to fight Brian Danielson and lose. They're not going to let Brian Danielson win because he's got an upcoming Ironman match that he's going to lose and lose painfully to the champ, MJF. All right, folks, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Guy. Hope you guys have a great day. By the way, Mr. Cage will be back with us, Lord willing, on Friday. And we'll have a new, a brand new news, of course. But we'll also have a new fantasy booking where he'll have a a wrestler and I'll have one picked out. And basically, we'll tell their story on what could have been different in the promotion of wrestling that they were in and how they dropped the ball. Folks, as always, God bless and God bless America. Have a great day.